All right. Well, good morning. Um, sorry for the slight delay, but actually we're a half hour earlier than we normally are. So uh, hopefully you're able to uh, join us this morning. I know we're kind of messing with the times just a little bit um, this week, uh, but that's a good thing uh, because uh, we're going to be doing our uh, drive-in worship service at 10 o'clock. So we wanted to give ourselves just a few extra minutes to, to get things ready. But Brett and I are here ready to go this morning. So it's, uh, it's good to see you. Uh, before we jump into our Bible study, uh, if you want to get your Bibles uh, opened up, you can go open up to Mark chapter 1. Uh, we're starting a new uh, a section of our, of our study here this morning. Uh, so we're going to be in, in Mark's Gospel here in just a minute. But wanted to give you a real quick heads up on kind of what's happening today at 10 o'clock. We're doing our drive-in service. Hopefully you know about that already. But if not, uh, we're going to wrap up this Bible study by 9 o'clock. So you'll have a full hour to get ready and come on campus if you want to. If not, we are still live streaming that service. So... Uh, you'll you'll be able to see it that way, and good news this week from the governor. Yes, um, I don't know how many of y'all saw everything that was going on. I think most people probably have, but uh, next week we're actually going to start uh, in-person worship services. So, yep, we're excited about that. Uh, we'll be in the CLC. Uh, we'll be sending some stuff out this week as far as uh, through email and Facebook and, and those kinds of things. Good. Uh, but uh, Brett and I are still going to do our, our 9 o'clock Bible study uh, because here's just a real quick rundown of what we're going to do. Uh, we're just going to do worship service only uh, for the month of May. Yeah. So we'll be in the CLC. 10 o'clock worship services there. That'll give us time. And the reason for that is just kind of do it a little bit slower to make sure we're, make sure we're cleaning things properly, uh, make sure we're got everything set up like we need to. Uh, because again, with all the, the pandemic is, is not over. It's just we're starting to open up. So we want to be very careful here as a church, uh, making sure that, especially when we get those like small groups, things like that, absolutely, that we can have the, uh, you know, the social distancing and then also the cleaning procedures. We want to make it as safe as possible uh, for everybody because just all these you know, you don't think about this stuff until you start having to think about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, once you have to start thinking about it, you know, just amazing how many people it takes to do something. Even just doing a uh, small group Sunday school, think about how many people have to be here for that. All the Sunday school teachers, all the rooms that get set up, uh, and then everything else goes on, as well as the number of people that then come in for Sunday school. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, it, it's going to make it a little easier for us to do that. So just, you know, starting next Sunday, CLC, and we're going to live stream all the services still. So if you don't, uh, can't come for whatever reason if you're not feeling well uh if you just want to wait a little bit before you come back in a group setting uh then you know we're gonna we'll live stream everything uh you know as we have been doing but we will be in the clc uh so you can show up and and come and be a part of the worship services uh for that and then bible studies and small group stuff we're going to kind of phase those in starting in in june we got a team of people the deacons and staff and all that are meeting to talk about that that's great so uh, so, Brett, you got anything as far as uh, add to that as far as uh, how we're opening back up and those no, kinds of things? Just excited. Excited to see people in person. Yeah. You know, um, I think we're all excited. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good um, when we get to do that. So, all right, enough of that. We're going to do uh, just a quick Bible study this morning. Like I said, we're a half hour early uh, this week. We'll be at 9 o'clock again starting uh, back next week. Uh, but we wanted to give us, again, just give ourselves a few extra minutes to get make sure everything's set up and ready to go outside uh, for our um, for our uh, drive-in service this morning. So we got a beautiful day for that, too. Absolutely. So, uh, and if you haven't yet, make sure you uh, let your mothers know, Happy Mother's Day. I I have not called my mom yet, uh, but I will call her 
uh, after after this worship service. But hopefully, she's if she's not watching Bible study, she may be watching worship service. So, happy Mother's Day, Mom, and uh, happy Mother's Day to my wife Susan uh, as well. So that's doing. perfect. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. We're so excited to be here and uh, be able to see everyone today that's coming to the service. But we want to say Happy Mother's Day to Jamie and uh, my mom and my mother-in-law. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, you, you caught one up. I didn't do my mother-in-law. Happy Mother's Day to my mother-in-law, too. So thank you, Brett. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> so, what, Brett, why don't you pray for us, and then uh, we'll jump into our Bible study this morning. Father God, thank you so much for our time together this morning. Father we thank you for your word. We just ask that you would open it up to us. Help us to know you more. Father, bless us. Bless this day. And Father, we lift up all the mothers to you and just ask that you make this day special for them. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're in uh, Mark's gospel this morning, uh, shifting gears just just slightly. We've been doing a lot with Jesus's birth and then uh, the early part of his ministry. Uh, we come to Mark's gospel, and this is still pretty much the early part of his ministry here, Mark, Mark chapter 1. Um, but one thing unique about Mark's gospel uh, is Mark's kind of the... the um, Probably the first gospel written is what we believe from from everything we can determine, uh, and but then also he's the the um, uh, gospel writer of action. I mean, if you read through Mark's gospel, several words stand out um, pretty prom- prominently in there, and, and it's the words immediately and. Uh, the word and, because it says, and this happened, and this happened, and immediately this happened. And so uh, Mark's just, you know, get, kind of getting us through really, really quickly. So he doesn't do anything with Jesus's birth uh, at all. He just jumps right into yeah. Jesus is already, you know, 30 years old. Uh, he's beginning his earthly ministry. Uh, so we don't have any of the background as uh, far as that goes for from, from Mark's gospel. And so he just kind of hits the ground running uh, with everything um, that he's going to have, you know, shared with us uh, about, um, about who Jesus is is. So we're going to hit the ground running here with, with him as well. Uh, in chapter 1, we're picking up, we're going to start in verse 21. We'll read those verses here in just a, a few uh, moments. But the, the title for uh, this lesson was just that Jesus reveals his power. Uh, and so what we see here and, and what we're going to learn a little bit about this morning is just that uh, Jesus had a purpose and a plan for why he came. Obviously, he did. I mean, from um, we see that from Genesis uh, on forward, uh, that he had that purpose and plan. But he's coming to fulfill that purpose and plan right now. And part of that was to, um, to come to earth, to, to live the life that we can't live, uh, to die the death that we should die, but he dies it on our behalf for our, for our sins, to give us uh, e- eternal life. And so that obviously permeates all the Gospels. That's, that's what we're reading and studying about. Uh, and so uh, in this, we see Mark just gets, again, just jumps right into that and says, this is who I am and this is what I'm about to do. So that's kind of what we're going to look at this morning is how Jesus revealed his power uh, to us this morning. So uh, let's go ahead and just jump into the scripture passages. Uh, Brett, if you don't mind, why sure. don't you read that uh, first section, chapter, 20, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28 for us. Absolutely. And they went to Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority, and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, 
be silent, and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice came out of him. And they were all amazed. So they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. I appreciate that, Brett. Yeah. Uh, you can see, even see in this verses here kind of what I was sharing uh, a few seconds ago about yeah. the, you know, two times he says, and immediately. Uh, and then even verse 28, he uses the phrase, and at once, you know, his frame spread everywhere. So you can see, you know, kind of that this is the fast-paced gospel. This is where, where action's going on. Things are going to um, happen at a, at a very rapid pace here as we go through Mark's gospel. It's also the shortest. I mean, only 16 yeah. uh, chapters. So he's he, he covers the life of Jesus very quickly um, in all that he does. But kind of the first, what stands out to me uh, in this first passage here, uh, the, the title uh, in the book for this point was that Jesus reveals his power. Uh, and, and we see him doing that. But when you think about that, you know, you, you see the miracle that happens here. And that's obviously the manifestation of, it, of his power there. But really what stood out to me when I read these verses um, and, and looked at it for this point was verse 22 where he says, uh, and they were astonished at his teaching. Yeah. Um, and it says, for he taught as one who had authority. Yes. Um, you know, so he comes into the um, temple or, or comes into the synagogue uh, on the Sabbath day uh, to, to teach. And I mean, that was the normal teaching time, just like our, our Sunday is, right. is our Christian Sabbath. So we gather here, we teach uh, and uh, gather together to, to look at God's Word and, and study God's Word together. That's what they would do on the Sabbath day. But there is very, something very unique about Jesus. Even before he heals this man, there's something very powerful and unique. Yeah, they had already noticed that he had authority when he spoke. I, I thought the same thing. I, I, I thought that was interesting because it, it wasn't like the scribes, ones that knew, understood, that would teach, and explain things, but he had that authority, right? And they noticed that. That's neat. Yeah. And again, we're not told. One thing interesting too is we're not told exactly what he taught on this day. Right. I mean, we can see throughout Mark's gospel, the other gospels, some of the teachings that he uh, shared. We don't know if those were shared this day or not. But I do think one thing that set Jesus apart. Uh, as we look at him and his ministry and how he reveals his power, it's just like we have to do. We, we rely upon other sources uh, in order to get our authority. Uh, ultimately, we rely upon God's Word, Scripture, to, to get our authority. Uh, that's really what you need to hear. That's what, that, that's what all of us need to hear is what the Bible says. So we're going back to that authority all the time. And these rabbis and these teachers in the synagogue, they were always relying upon previous, you know, uh, teachers, whoever they, maybe they had studied and came up under. So I imagine part of what Jesus was doing here, he wasn't referring to Hillel or Gamaliel or, or any of these other teachers. He came on his authority right. saying, this is what the Word of God says. Uh, if uh, Last week, um, we looked at, um, or actually I preached on uh, when Jesus came in, uh, Matthew chapter 21, came into the temple and turned over all the money changers tables and all those things. He was displaying his authority there too by saying, you know, this is God's house. You know, you've made it into a you know den of robbers and thieves, you know. So he was working on his authority to do that as well as far as saying, let's get back to what's, what's true. This is what's important. Yeah. And so anyway, it was just interesting here as we think about Jesus revealing his power. We're going to focus here in just a moment on 
the healing uh, of what Jesus did here, but don't miss the point that really his authority didn't come just in the physical things he did. It was uh, in in his speech, in how he shared uh, what he did. So uh, one of the questions in the book that I thought was good was, what makes someone recognizable and believable as an authority on a subject? Right, and and like even today, we do that. uh, Doctors right now are real important. We're looking to doctors to explain this illness that had been going has been going around and and we we want to trust the scientists or them because they're they have that degree right and that's what they study so something similar or a, a, an officer about the law or mm-hmm. something you know yeah, somebody who studied it and worked it of course i, I was just thinking hadn't thought about that till just now but you know you're in an academic setting doing testing all the time so you know you you kind of know that same kind of um mindset of um, somebody that has has done the research has put in the time has put in the effort to really investigate something and learn something and then they can speak on it with authority because of their knowledge because and experience. Of their knowledge absolutely yeah so when so when we look at Christ, you know, again, he comes in and here's this in in the eyes of the leaders of the synagogue. Here's this upstart, maybe potential rabbi in their eyes or whoever they think he might be, because they don't recognize him as Jesus just yet. And he's not coming in with the same kind of, I guess, probably humility. I, I don't know if they really came with humility or not, but they That's, came in with the same kind of, you know, um, um, you know, he he's not coming in on the ground floor level. Okay, right. he's he's not entry level here. You know, in synagogue teaching and preaching here, he just comes in and says, "This is this is what God says, and this is the way it's supposed to be." And so he comes in with that teaching, with that authority. So, yeah, I, I'm sure it, it, they were also pretty shocked at that. Right. Uh, well, you know, just think a couple lessons ago we did the uh, when Jesus was twelve years old. What Luke tells us, yes, uh, he was in the temple. Uh, his parents had left after the feast, and they thought they were you know he was with somebody else. He wasn't. They come back, they find him. He's in the temple, uh, even at the age of twelve. So probably eighteen years or so earlier than than this event here. Jesus is answering their questions and asking questions that uh, at that time they were astonished, right? You know, at uh, uh, at his understanding at at that point. So. You know, we see that throughout is that Jesus had this uh, authority in the way he taught. He wasn't basing his teaching and his authority on what somebody else said. He was teaching on what he said through his relationship with his heavenly father. So um, anyway, I think that's uh, it's an important part to to point to to think through and and understand that that really his authority came in his words. uh, And then it was ultimately in his actions. So. as we think about that, one of the one we don't always bring this out in our lessons, uh, as as we teach. Uh, but each week in our in the gospel project, one of the things that they have is they have what they call an essential doctrine. Uh, and I thought today's essential doctrine we can maybe just camp here for just a second and really not a long time. But the essential doctrine in today's lesson is Jesus's deity. Uh, he came in. He was. Fully man, we we know that from his birth and his life, he had to grow up and and you know mature just like all of us do physically and uh, emotionally and mentally and everything else. Jesus had to grow go through those stages um, of, of growth as a man, but also we see here that as he starts his earthly ministry, um, 
as he really uh, enters in, some of his very first acts were to do what only God can do. Right. And that is to offer that the, the kind of healing that he does. So this man comes into this temple and he needs um, needs healing, needs physical yeah. healing. He needs spiritual healing as well, obviously, but needs physical healing. And so Jesus uh, does that, and because of that, his fame spreads. So Jesus' deity is so important to always remember uh, and, and acknowledge. Absolutely. Uh, in, in what we say and do. And so so it's on full display here uh, in this uh, in this passage of scripture. So let's let's move on to our we want to try to get through um, each one of these points uh, this morning and looking at what uh, what we have here. So Jesus reveals um, his power in this first uh, point here, the first few verses we read uh, through his teaching and then also through his uh, the healing of, of this man. Let's dig a little deeper into that just for a second or two. Look at verses 35 through 38 of Mark chapter 1, and we see here that uh, Jesus reveals his purpose. So um, pay particular attention to that. Do you mind reading those verses, reading, Fred? Yeah. All right. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, and that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. Okay. Yeah, we left in the previous reading that his fame spread throughout everywhere people were getting to notice him so people started coming to him uh, we see here in, in mark that he wanted to make very clear that he understood what his purpose was right uh, it was not just to build a gathering there in galilee it wasn't to build a uh, even a a large group of people around him i mean you know, obviously he had thousands around him but sometimes he feeds five thousand feeds four thousand <laughs> right so he had huge crowds but it seems like whenever the crowd got big He'd he'd move away and go yeah. go go somewhere else, you know, uh, and because he he wanted to spread what he was doing, and uh, his purpose was again was not to you know create a mega church right uh, and you know and have this huge following around him. He was coming to in order to save the world, and so he goes out. Rises early in the morning, goes out and prays uh, before the sun's even coming up. So the disciples come searching for him. And I find it interesting here in verse 37. It says, and they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. So you got all these people who all the everyone was. We don't know. Was it just the disciples? Was it, you know, all these people that in that area? But obviously Peter's saying, listen, you know, you've got more work to do here. you got more people to heal. People are wanting to see what's going on. And then... They're lining up already. Yeah, oh yeah, they're, they're they're lined up, ready to go. They're they're looking to just like we do today. You know, they're 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 waiting to see what Jesus is going to do next. But then look at how Jesus responds here, and this is really we want to camp for just a just a minute or two this morning. Uh, verse thirty eight, he says, um, "Let us go on to the next towns." So he says, "We're not staying here. You know, this isn't the plan. It isn't just to sit in one place and, and stay in one place." He says, "Let's go on to the next town because he says that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out." That's neat. Um, and again, you see here that really, when we think about Christ's authority, it was the authority of His words, yeah, uh, His preaching and His teaching that He was most uh, concerned about getting out. So when you think about the miracles, the miracles were never meant to be an end in, in themselves. Yeah, it's almost like a an extra that happened, you know. Um, even with just a while ago, he was like, be silent. You know, you don't have to tell everybody who I am. Right. You know, just be quiet and leave. Yeah. You know, and it didn't make it about anything else. 
It wasn't a showing. All right. You know, the miracles, again, they just backed up his teaching. His, yeah, his authority. On, yeah. Uh, they weren't, they, it wasn't that the miracles, you know, what came first, you know, the chicken or the egg? Well, in this case, we know what came first was the words and the, the, word. the, the power of his words were the, the focal point here. And then the miracles were just there to, again, just to supplement that. Absolutely. Uh, to, to show that he had the power. In fact, it's not in our study this morning, but when the four um, men bring the paralytic to Jesus and they, they lay him before him, Jesus says to him, initially he says, your sins are forgiven. Uh, and then, of course, the Pharisees and all the religious leaders are kind of griping, you know, who is he to do this and, you know, say this? You know, he doesn't, you know, you know what makes him give him the right? Only God can forgive sins. And so Jesus actually says, well, in order for you to see that my words do have power, that I do have the power to forgive sins but through my, my spoken word, all right, we'll get up and walk. Yep. So the words come, and then the miracle follows that in order to support uh, what is done there. So we need to remember that as well. This is something um, important for us as we as we look at uh, lessons like this. Is what's most important in what we do? Is it the the miracles, the the, the hands on things that we do? Is that most important, or is it what we what we say? Hmm. Uh, in fact, one of the questions in the book was, "What are some things that may distract us from our purpose in life?" Uh, you know, there's. Yeah, a lot of things that can distract us. Uh, you know, uh, secondary issues. You know, uh, family and, and time. Not to family secondary, but uh, we we can let relationships, some kind of relationships, um, take precedence over. Absolutely. What we're doing. Um, Jobs. Mm -hmm. Money. I mean, there's so many things that are striving to take our attention away. Right. Uh, and. When we put first things first, everything else falls into place. And that's kind of what I said family a second ago. It's not that family is secondary. And, and, and you know, some people say, well, you know, in, in your life, you know, it, it, it's God, you know, family, church, work, or, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll order things in a certain way. Uh, my contention has always been, well, no, if you just, if you put God first, everything, everything else is where it ought to be after <laughs> that. You know, there's, there's not going to be disproportion. Now, again, we tend to, because we're human and because we get distracted, because we um, uh, uh, are, are involved in a lot of things, sometimes we do lose sight of what's most important. That's true. But the point really in this lesson, though, is in, 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 in this passage, though, is that Jesus understood that purpose, and so he wasn't going to get caught up. There was more work. There was more healing to be done in the town. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there was more people that needed to hear, even in that town, the message that Jesus wanted to share. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, at the beginning, it, it, it speaks of him there uh, in verse 35, that he rose up early in the morning and he went to a dark, and you know, uh, a dark, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place and he prayed. Um, he would depart from all the people mm -hmm. and go and spend that quiet time, that personal time. Right. Where his, you know, I would say he, would, he wouldn't get a big head about himself. You know, right. you think of that, you know, um, you've got everyone there going, oh, you're the man. You know, right. you're doing all this. We need you to do more. <laughs> but he, he draws back. Right. He knows his purpose, and he knows where his power comes from also. Right. He knew he was the man, and yes. so he didn't have to have anybody else telling Tell him that. Him. That's right. <laughs> and and, and that, that is the problem sometimes for, for a lot of us is we need people to 
tell us those things, or we think we do, that we need them to. But Jesus knew exactly who he, he was. Did. And again, he's perfect. He's God himself. He's fully God and fully man. Uh, and so uh, we can, I think we need to do our best to emulate that, to try to get to that point. But um, but but Jesus didn't, you know, he, he, he was very comfortable in himself as yes. more so than anybody ever has been ever will be because he knew exactly um who he was so that, i that's think that's neat. good is that he could go away to a dark and desolate place you know so that he could pray and and focus because he knew that's what was most important and so uh, we need to learn those lessons in our own lives because a lot of times we can get caught up in uh, seeking fame seeking fortune seeking yes. you know uh, uh popularity whatever it might be uh, and lose sight of what we're supposed to do, and Jesus didn't do that. Absolutely. Um, you know, he he had all the fame in the world. You know, people would have done anything for him, but he was focused more on, you know, I've got to go and preach and and teach in other places uh, beyond beyond this place. And again, ultimately, what we're seeing as we study through Matthew's gospel is that he was, and and all the gospels do this. He was on a journey to Jerusalem. Ultimately, that final path to Jerusalem for that um, for his death, and then ultimately his resurrection. So, well, let's look. We got a couple more minutes, um, and before we go out and get ready for our drive-in service, let's look at the last uh, section here. And again, Brett, you've done the other reading, so you want to go ahead and read Ab- this passage too for absolutely. us. Absolutely. All right. Verses thirty-nine through forty-two. And he went out, through, and he went throughout all of Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, "If you will, you can make me clean." Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. All right, very good. Again, that word immediately jumps out again in this passage, and we're still just in chapter one. Uh, you know, if, if you read Mark's gospel, you can get really tired. You know, make sure you're well rested because you know it's it's fast paced. It's going, going, going. So this is the second healing that we have here in in, in Mark's gospel already. And in, in the, in the point first of, chapter, yeah, in the first chapter, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so the the point of this passage from the book was that Jesus displays his compassion. And again, we've already seen that. He healed the first man, uh, and then now he's healing a second man, but especially there in verse 41 where it says that he was moved with pity. Yeah. You know, he saw the condition of this man and knew he could do something about it and, and chose to do something about it. You know, And now Scripture tells us that Jesus healed all kinds of diseases. Uh, we're told that throughout. But one thing is he didn't heal everybody. Yeah. Uh, all the time, but uh, uh, but he could, but he but there were certain times he didn't didn't. And here he says he was moved with pity, and so he stretched out his hand and he and he physically touched this man, yeah, uh, in, in order to heal him. So uh, we see Christ's compassion here, and and ultimately when you think about uh, Jesus, his whole life was was an act of compassion. Yeah. You know, you think about the fact that you had God Himself. Who made himself into a man, uh, and as Philippians tells us, Philippians chapter two tells us, not only did he make himself into a man, but he made himself into a servant of man. He didn't come as a king on a throne. He didn't come with, you know, all the accolades and all the, uh, you know, things that would make you comfortable. He came in one of the most uncomfortable places he could come. <laughs> so he made himself a servant, and he he lived his life serving others, so that he could die for other people's sins, not his own sins, but other people's sins, so uh, in order to, to pay for the penalty of those sins. So his life was a whole life of compassion. Yeah. And, and so when we read, I guess this is a good lesson in, in, as we start this 
this new section here and looking at Mark's gospel, uh, Christ's whole life was a life of, of compassion. And so as you think about everything that he does, he, do, he does it with purpose. He does it because he came to live and to die and to be raised again so that we could have eternal life. And we see that here in, in Mark's gospel, by the way. Uh, He's he starting this gospel. He says, you know, I'm not going to be just in one place. I'm not going to be for just one set of people. I'm going to be for all the people. Uh, and Christ cares for people and has compassion on people. And so as we think about this um, this study, we're going to wrap this up to give us time to get ready for the drive-in and for you to get ready for the drive-in as well uh, if you're coming here at our church campus. But as we think and study through um, this passage of Scripture and what um, Mark has to share with us today, Jesus is coming and revealing who he is, revealing what he can do, uh, and most importantly, he is showing that he comes to make an impact in his world. Uh, because of the love and the grace that he has. And that's part of you know, our purpose statement. The last part of our purpose statement is we do what we do in order to impact our world with Christ's redemptive grace. And so I think this lesson is a good lesson for us to think about as we think about what do we carry away from this. Uh, we need to live our lives with that same kind of compassion. Yes. Uh, the compassion to love people and care for people, to know our purpose. And our purpose is to know and share the truth of God's Word here to Manning Baptist Church, to nurture relationships with God and with others uh, in order to make an eternal impact and to impact people's lives with Christ's redemptive grace. So we see Christ had that same kind of purpose. We need that same kind of purpose in what we say and do so that each and every day as we come here, you know, the reason we do Bible study is because we want to make sure we know what God's Word says so we can apply it to our lives. Yes. Uh, we come and worship together because we need to time to to not only be with each other, and we see the value of that more over these last eight weeks that we haven't been able to meet together, right. uh, and one more week until we get to meet together uh, again. And uh, but uh, we see the need to to be that that closeness of of, of physical contact with people, um, being able to see them face to face. It's great to be able to see you through a screen, um, but it's even more important to be able to see you face to face. And so uh, we we know those things are important. So let's remember our purpose in what we say and what we do. Christ clearly shows that he understood his purpose. And he displayed, put that on display in all that he said and did. Yes. So any final comments, Brett, this morning? No, that, that's it. All right. Well, good deal. Well, thank you for joining us. Next week we will be at 9 o'clock. So uh, one week from today, almost exactly one week from today, 168 hours from now, uh, you can join us for Bible study. We'll be back in here uh, in my office doing Bible study, but then we will have a worship service 10 o'clock in the CLC. Looking forward to joining you and seeing you. Hopefully you can come to the church parking lot at 10 o'clock. If not, uh, hopefully see you on uh, live stream and just pray that God is blessing you. Uh, let's go ahead and close out with a word of prayer. I'll close our, our time out together. Father, we come before you right now and we thank you for your word. We thank you that uh, we see in Jesus uh, the perfect example of how to, uh, to live life with purpose and with meaning. Uh, and Lord, we know we'll never get there because we're imperfect, but we need to strive for that. We need to learn from you and seek to uh, live for you faithfully. And so you've given us your word. Uh, you've given us these gospels uh, as examples of how you lived your life, what you came to do. And so help us to honor you, uh, even on a day that we honor our mothers. Uh, Lord, let us always honor you in the way we live our lives by giving ourselves fully and completely uh, to you uh, in how we serve you. Thank you that uh, you came uh, to 
speak words of truth into people's lives. Help us to speak those words of truth into people's lives as well as we rely upon uh, your truth and your power. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for what you have done. Help us in all that we say and do to bring glory and honor to your name. It's in Christ's most holy name that we pray these things. Amen. Amen.